giving you the real from A to Z surrounding the Dallas Cowboys. News, updates, rumors, transactions, takes, and more. So strap up, Cowboys Nation, and start your day off with A to Z Sports. Live with Will Steele. Three, two, one. Oh, yeah. Good morning, good people. The real is back. The feel is back. Feeling a lot better. Welcome to ADZ Sports Live. I am your host, Will Skywalker. Still right here. Boom! I am ready. Are you ready? That's right, guys. Today, we're going to freshen up on the Cowboys news. There's a lot of things that came out since I... Last talk to you on Monday. Discussed that decision at right tackle. It was the right one. Who fills in for one Randy Gregory if he has to miss time? And we're going to preview the Chargers offense versus the Cowboys defense. A lot to dive into there. Twitter helped me out a little bit yesterday, so we'll talk that through. And uh, we'll have some fun with it. We'll have some fun with it. But I am back. Yesterday, woke up with a weird stomach bug thing, and I just couldn't come through. It was a day-to-day. It was a day-to-day. Don't worry. I'm not on IR or anything like that. Uh, no COVID, fortunately, so don't have to go into those protocols or, or anything of those sorts. Just a day-to-day type of uh, little injury, So, or bug, I should say. It's not even really an injury. It's a little bug, but I'm back. I'm back, and as my guy Greeny would say, back, and uh, what do he say? Back and better than ever. <laughs> back and better than ever so i hope you guys are getting ready for what i hope is your favorite cowboys morning show because i told you that's what we're trying to do and we're going to get that going here on september 15th on this wonderful hump day yeah uh shout out to everybody that is joining us today and it looks like <laughs> greg says shout out to skywalker's hairline that thing always fresh crispy like his analysis oh my god thank you appreciate you brother uh, let's give some shout-outs here. We got Crumb in the building, Jacob, Matt Goddix, Mark Smith, Jackie, Jackie Flash, formerly Gary. I, I, I just love that name, Jackie Flash. AJ Torres, Sir King Bishop, how are you? Mac Woodward, Alejandra Guerrero, say that right. North of the Star, Joshua Magaha, shout-out to you. Stevie, Mac the Mod God, says Wiki Wiki, Eggs and Bakey. Rudy, Paul, uh, James, Damien, my lady in the building, Michelle, Tony Peters, Alex, Chase, and the many, many more coming through and running this thing back like we always say. If you miss it, hashtag run it back nation. And you can find it on all the podcasting platforms that we'll have up. So, so with that said, let's get into this thing. Let's get into this thing. I didn't get a chance to come on here Tuesday to talk about the Monday night football game, which was wild. I mean, I would. Man, week one, I, I just I just love week one. I, I talked to uh Jesse about that on the pregame show. I said, man, week one just different. Like if this is the if there was a week where upsets and things like that can happen, it is week one. You just don't know yet. Right? You just don't know. And the Raiders came out and they did that. They did that. 
Already we got a donation. Shout out to you, Swan. You know I got to press it. Super chat. Swan with the $5 donation. Thank you, good sir. Or ma'am. Sorry. Sir. Okay, there you go. He says, what's up, Sky? Not much, brother. Not much. Brian Bradford says, you was in protocol. <laughs> nah, I'm not in protocol, man. Fortunately. No, seriously, though. Um, I'm blessed to say I'm not in, in that kind of protocol. Uh, but yeah, man, I don't know. I had a something, man. My stomach. Gotta get it checked out. This happens every so often. And then, of course, our resident hater in the building, Eastside Harold. <laughs> my God. Eastside, I'm not giving it to you. How you doing? My mom in the building. As they say on TV, hi, mom. <laughs> I always wanted to do that. I ain't on TV yet, but, you know, hi, mom. Good morning, Connor. Good morning to everybody coming through. Uh, let's see where we're at here. We get ready to move on to this. All right, we're getting some folks in the building. Shout out to Facebook. I see you. Twitter, we're over there. Uh, we, we're getting up there, so make sure you share this thing. We are the Dallas Cowboys On Demand Network, A to Z Sports Dallas. I'm here every morning, every morning, 8 a.m. Central-ish, as as uh, my guy, as a Trey likes to say, ish, 8 a.m. Central-ish, and then 8, 8 p.m. Central, Mauricio Rodriguez, and then on game days, don't forget, me and Jesse Holly are rocking game day lives. We'll be there this Sunday for the Chargers game. Should be jam-packed as as usual, as it was last week. But I'm really, really excited for that Eagles game. But we won't get too far ahead. We won't get too far ahead. Come meet us out there at Revolver Brewery and come have some fun. We had a lot of fun. We had a whole lot of fun uh, at Revolver Brewery. All right, guys. Shout-out to my guy Law Nation in the building, too. Appreciate you coming through, man. Oscar over on Facebook. Yeah, we're getting up there now. John, what's up, John? All right, uh, C.D. Pickler says, I'm not on TV yet. Love the confidence. You got to have confidence. And I'm seeing a lot of confidence in Cowboys Nation this week with one Terrence Steele. And I got to give you a salute. But we'll get into that uh, in a real quick second because it is about that time. Yo, yo, I just got one, one more time, one more time. It's time for the morning roundup. Round them up, boys. Yes, indeedy. The morning roundup presented by our friends over at Texas Family Fitness. It's a fitness solution for your fitness goals. Make sure you guys go check out Texas Family Fitness. I was actually just there on Monday to get a quick little workout in, man. And, I, and I'm I'm ecstatic. And not just saying that because they're a sponsor, but I stumbled across them because of this. And it, it, it's, a, it's just a great gym, guys. It's just a great gym. Um, I always talk about variety at that gym because they do. They have a lot you can do. They even have a cinema room where you can go in. They put on a movie. And you can, you know, treadmill or whatever, and you can kind of just chill, walk, run, whatever you want to do. And you can hook up your audio to the movie uh, room. It's pretty cool. They have this non-gravity treadmill I think is dope. You'll see a lot of people with ACL injuries on those. Uh, I really enjoyed their equipment, man. It's super high-tech. It's super state-of-the-art. It's not your normal 1980s gym. And I say that because I used to work at a police department in, in sorts. And, man, their gym is so damn old. It's refreshing to see this kind of equipment, nonetheless. Uh, yeah, everything you need, though, for Texas Family Fitness, go there. They have a great special this month, $10, 10 for 10 $10 enrollment, $10 a month promotion. And if you do, 
Go there in the, and you're in the Dallas area. Tell them A to Z Sports sent you. Tell them Skywalker sent you. And then report back to me. Let me know how your experience went. And we can get you on the show, man. We can get you on the show. Get you some shout-outs. So Texas Family Fitness, make sure you check them out. Nine locations all across the DFW area. All right. My third cousin, as I like to say, it's kind of a running joke, but, I mean, as long as he's on the team, that's where we're going to roll with it. Terrence Steele, according to Jerry Jones, which, again, I don't know how I feel about that, but according to Jerry Jones, Terrence Steele gets the nod at right tackle. Before we move on, how are we feeling? How are we? Um, How can I put this? Are you feeling good? Are you feeling bad? Or are you waiting to see? We'll do that. Are you feeling good? Are you feeling bad? Are you waiting to see with Terrence Steele? Yeah, Rudy says, meh. Uh, Law Nation says he is at the little kids' table. Yeah, you are, Law, you know how we do. He the third cousin, so he got to go over there and sit with the kids with the sippy cups. He can't red cup it. He can't come over here and play spades and dominoes. He got to go play goldfish. He hasn't earned spades and dominoes yet. Terrence still, he can come to the cookout because he, he technically a third cousin. Well, we got to give him the boot when it's coming to the to the big boy tables. So, and I got a lot to say about Terrence, I, and, I, and I don't want to derail the segment, but um, I, yeah, I'm going to let you guys see me. <laughs> I'm torn. Not torn in the sense of I know Terrence, Terrence ain't quite, he ain't quite ready. You ever see, uh, you ever see, oh, what's the, what's the, what's the Cedric the Entertainer and those guys, uh, 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 Kings of Comedy. One of my favorites, Cedric is one of the best on there. He doesn't get enough recognition. But he talks about Big Luther and Little Luther. He said Big Luther's curl just ain't quite curl enough. And Steele's just not quite, just not quite good enough just yet. Like, he improved last year. Let's just be real, right? First half of the season, he was a disaster. Travesty. Last six games got better he got better i'll give him that i thought okay maybe we could roll this over to the to 2021 then i went and watched some of the preseason and i told you guys on monday i tried to watch a little bit of the the jaguars game against the starters and my eyes started to hurt so i turned it off after a quarter and a half but once he got you know acknowledged by jerry jones as the right tackle I said, I got to watch this whole thing that Terrence Steele was in. Not a quarter and a half, but because he was only in for like a quarter and a half. But it was a couple series. I watched and I'm, man, I, I'm, I'm worried. Listen, I'm worried for him. I'm not worried that he's going to derail this offense. I'm not worried that the Cowboys are going to lose because of Terrence Steele. It's just that the drop-off is significant. And Zach Martin is back. Brandon Knight is back. If we move forward, this all ties together. You'll see. Brandon Knight's going to be your backup swing guard slash tackle, I guess. It's tackle, who knows? You signed Titan and Seki guys, and he's not even your swing guy. You know, it just this, this front office does weird things to me. You signed Titan and Seki to be your swing tackle. 
Once the swing tackle position becomes available to happen on game day, you went with your fourth tackle. Why keep tight in second? Right? Like, you could just cut him and use that roster spot for somebody like Rondell Carter. I mean, I don't I don't know, you know, somebody like that. I'm just I'm just throwing names out there. But what is the point of having Titan and Seki as your swing tackle if you're going to go with your fourth guy? And with Zach Martin coming back, they're not kicking him out. And now my theory will be will be put to test, right? The theory that I had last week with Zach being out was would you rather have Zach Martin or Lyle Collins? We we went back and forth as a chat, right? We said, well, well, me personally, I don't want that pressure up the middle. And I can help out my right tackle, and I think that's what's going to happen. And I guess that's kind of what Cowboys are going to do. But that was just hypothetically speaking. We didn't think Collins was going to be out. Now that Collins is out, I'm all for putting Zach Martin out there, but apparently they're not. And this is why, because of the way we saw Connor McGovern play. Connor McGovern can hold his own on the interior, and the interior really is not my worry this week. And we'll we'll get tomorrow, we'll talk about Cowboys offense versus their defense. Their interior D-line is not my worry. It's that outside with one Joey Bosa. I worry about Terrence, guys. I, I worry about Terrence. And we'll come out of this and we'll talk about him. Uh, but let's move forward to the final part of the morning roundup brought to you by Texas Family Fitness, our lovely, lovely Jim uh, buddies over there. So Gregory lands on the COVID list. This was two days ago. I dropped the video right after. Wasn't able to come on yesterday. I'm here today to talk about it. We'll talk about this more on game day as well with Jesse. And B-Bird, I need you to call in or, 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 or give you your thoughts here because B-Bird was, was one of the guys that were skeptical on Gregory. And I, I had a segment. I used to have a segment back on my old podcast called What? Where Was Will Wrong? WWWW. Where was Will wrong? And I was wrong on Gregory in week one. I still think Gregory's going to have a fine year. But I, I said that, I said to Jesse, Gregory's going to come out this game and stamp his approval. It didn't really happen, right? Going up against Tom, gets the ball out quick. Um, it just it didn't happen this week. It is what it is. I still think he's phenomenal. However, this week, his matchup would have been tougher. He would have been going up against uh, Slater, who had a phenomenal game against one of the best pass rushers in the league. So how do you replace Randy? And that's what we'll get into here this morning is how do we replace Randy Gregory? Who do we, who do we replace Randy Gregory with? That's going to be the first part, the first block of today. But I'm going to get into the chat real quick before I get there because I want to see you guys' thoughts on this Terrence Steele. And I won't go too, too far into it today because that, that's going to be for tomorrow, the Cowboys' offense versus their defense. But I'm curious. I'm curious. Uh, the lunatic. Got a future Hall of Famer available at a position. He's played over 100 snaps at last year, and he did great. It's just a no-brainer for me. Speak, You're speaking of moving you're moving Martin out to tackle. I'm of that ilk. Now, I'm no professional. So I will always see to the professionals. And when I say that, I mean our guy Big Duke, 
on Twitter, he's worked with Terrence Steele. He says he'll be better, but the Cowboys should still do, you know, give help to, ter- to Terrence Steele. Absolutely. And we'll talk, like I said, in detail about that this week. But he's also in favor of keeping Zach Martin at guard because he says, you know, Hall of Fame, guard, keep a Hall of Fame player at the Hall of Fame position. I, listen, love you, Big Duke. I disagree, right? I disagree if, if the if the better five is sliding your ta- your right guard out the right tackle, if he can do it. He didn't, he didn't just do it and hold his own. He did it and succeeded at a high level. And, and the Cowboys are about to go up against one of the best pass rushers in the entire NFL who absolutely wrecked the Washington uh, Washington's backfield. He wrecked it. So, uh, it's a, it's a catch-22. It's a catch-22. We'll see what my third cousin does. Hey, Tino, we had this discussion already. I don't care that Zach Martin doesn't want to play right tackle. Zach Martin don't run the team. Speaking if I'm the coach, I'm the coach. You do what I say. You're not the quarterback. I have a running joke here now. What are you going to do? Quit? No. You're going to go play right tackle because I said go play right tackle because it's better for the team. That's just me. That's just me. All right, I'll put a cap on this and move forward. So the first part of today's show is centered around Randy. Now, Randy could play, right? Like, Randy... Randy could come back. He still has to have two negative tests in, I believe, a 24, if I'm not mistaken, a 24-hour span uh, from each other. So he absolutely could play on Sunday. But let's proceed forward as if he'll be out, which that's three starters. Cowboys are going to be without this week, possibly. Randy Gregory, Michael Gallup, Lyle Collins. So my question to you guys, what's up, Woody? Which backup defensive end do you trust more? I think they'll all collectively play, but somebody has to be the primary defense end. Like, Randy Gregory played 37 snaps, which actually wasn't a high amount of snaps. Kind of concerns me a little bit, too, with this rotation. It reminds me of Rob Marinelli. On the final drive, and Mo pointed this out, Mauricio Rodriguez on A2ZSports.com slash Dallas in an article the Cowboys rolled out a funky lineup that didn't feature Randy Gregory and it didn't feature Demarcus Lawrence. Hmm. Looks very familiar. <laughs> they were doing this weird rotation back under Rob Marinelli where at the end of the games, you're not putting your best guys out there. And, and, and were they tired? I, I don't know. I don't know. But Randy didn't play a ton of snaps. But Dorrance Armstrong played the second most snaps at, at with 27. And he had the best night of the three. Terrell Basham had 23 snaps, and Bradley and I had 10. So, again, my question for you guys, which backup defensive end do you trust more? I can't believe I'm going to say this. It's actually him. It's actually Dorrance Armstrong. He's coming along. I briefly touched on it Monday where I said, yeah, he flashed. He did flash. Went back. He had a pretty decent game, man. Like, Tom Brady just got the ball out really damn fast on all these guys. D-Law, Randy Gregory, and, and Dorrance Armstrong. They got the ball out real fast. Real fast. Uh, yeah, Paul says, and let's get the chat box up here. Boom. Uh, Paul says, Dorrance had a nice camp. He had a nice camp. He had a nice preseason. He had a nice game one. Right? He had a nice game one. 
He had three tackles. He had three hurries and one stop. Think about this for a second. In one second, I'm, I'm going to mute you guys here. There's some folks coming in on the line. I, I got you. I got you, 803, in a second. Dorrance Armstrong had three hurries against Tom Brady and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. His career high in the NFL is nine in a, in a, in a season. So he had a career day in, in the sense of getting to the pressuring the quarterback. I mean, he's had games where he's had sacks and forced fumbles, but I feel, I feel like a combination of Basham and Armstrong can hold down the fort for one game. Here's the issue though. And we'll get to the, to the Chargers offense. You're not going to, you really aren't going to beat Slater too much in the passing game. You got to hold up over there in the run game. Cause that's where they're going to go. That's they're going to run to that side. And if you do want to call in, you can call in nine three line is three five one nine 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 three seven eight seven. It's three five one nine 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 three seven eight seven. No access codes and get right through. Shout out to Felipe all the way from France. It says hi, Sky. I'm terrified by what we have as backup uh, OTs. It seems Martin will stay at guard. McGovern is the sixth best O lineman. Connor Williams is pretty good tackle at Texas. Yeah, we and when I say we, I mean at a show we. Y'all know what it is, late night hype. We used to talk about moving Connor Williams over to tackle so much, but they pretty much did away with that, so I just stopped talking about it. It's, it's not happening. They'd rather see Connor Williams at center than tackle. But don't be fair five, Felipe. We'll talk about it tomorrow. Don't 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 fair five. Don't <laughs> don't be terrified. Be verified. Don't be terrified because you got a certain player that's still playing at the quarterback position. So don't don't be terrified, but be concerned. And the concern comes in how does Kellen Moore game plan over there? And again, I don't want to get too far ahead. That's tomorrow's topic. Today, we're going to talk about defense. Talk about the defense. How you doing, Steven? Look at me, though, says match, match the likes with... Oh, yeah, match the likes, man. Like, hey, if you haven't liked, do me a quick second if you're watching this on, on Facebook, if you're watching this on YouTube. Head over, click that like button. And if you haven't subscribed and you do enjoy the morning shows, you do enjoy the evening shows and the videos and the content, just subscribe and continue to rock. We're growing this thing. We're at 10,000 and we're shooting to hit 20,000 by the end of the year. So keep rocking with us. All right, let's jump into the phone lines real quick. And we're going to get to 803, then our guy, the lunatic. 803, what it is, what it do? What's going on, man? This is the freight train. The fr- hey, dude, I love what you call it, Freight Train. What's going on, brother? Man, look here. If let's let's do this. We got a hundred sixty million dollar um, quarterback. quarterback. Yep. All hands on deck. You protect him. We're gonna talk about this. I'm gonna call back tomorrow. Yeah. But when I'm gonna get on, look, I don't know what happened. I think he must have ate some extra peanut butter or something. Don Armstrong got a got a chip on his shoulder. Tony, I think. He- it's a conditioning program. His body looks a little different than last year. And it, it really it, – take a look at it. it man, this dude, he, he's on fire. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put him out there. And I'm going to say, look here, man, it's time to eat. And I got a, I got a funny feeling, and I normally write most of the time I'm right. Bradley and I, man, let me tell you something. I, I get, it's something about this game right here. Because mm-hmm. he got a chip on his shoulder. Look here. I will, I will, I will make sure I get him in the mix. Basham is there, but Bradley and I, he, this, this is a taking time bomb. This joke has been waiting a while. 
And I just got a funny feeling that he going to want to eat too. Man, I'm rotating them dudes. I'm having fresh ladies. I'm having fresh yeah. ladies. I think I'm all with hands, you there. Man, all hands on deck, man. Yeah, I'm I'm with you there. Without without your best, in my opinion, pass rusher, you gotta the way to work around that is to get everybody going. Let let Dorrance be your primary guy, right? Like let him get most of the snaps, but get Basham in there because Basham low key works well against the run. And get Brad. Let's see what Bradley can do. He only had ten snaps in week one, and that was towards the end. Let him kind of get in there and work against Slater. Did did he play? And I'm not asking you. I'm asking the chat here. But did Slater go up against Bradley and I in college two years ago? Somebody let me know. I can't I can't remember, but let me know. Let me know. Now that one I can't remember, but yeah, I can't remember. Man, I hey, we're gonna be just fine. And look, I, I've been hearing a couple of things on Facebook about should we do you think we need to go get a uh, sign another cornerback to help out? No, you don't. We our cornerback is what we need is sitting right on that field. But we'll we'll get into that too. But like I say, man. We're about to, yep. We're about I'm, to. I'm putting I'm putting Kennedy out. I'm putting Kennedy out there. Because he's hungry too and got a chip on his shoulder. Well, did you hear what your coach said? I, I was going that was gonna be the first word today, but I didn't want to start off bad. But did you hear what your coach said about Anthony Brown? Well see, we've been do, we've been fooling with this since two thousand and sixteen. <laughs> Let me tell you something. Like I told uh I told somebody I was on somebody show the other day, Vosh. I was gonna show the other day. Look, the bottom line is we really sacrificed game one. Thanks, Jack. To for uh for A B. Anthony Brown. You you they're not gonna throw the, the coach is not gonna openly throw the uh the cornerback under the bus. You you no I'm sorry not the bus the eighteen wheeler because all eighteen tires hit him in that first game. It's okay. Yeah, but what, what's gonna happen? Freight train. They're gonna let him do it, huh? Freight train. But and this is this is what got me right. You're right. Coaches are not going to throw guys under the bus, but don't coddle them. Right, like, don't get up there and be like, "Oh, but Anthony Brown, please tackle well." He, you know, he's playing excellent. He don't coddle this dude. Tell us what it is. Hey, we we got we got to get some better play out of him, you know. But you want to defend him if you want to defend him. If you want to defend him on that deep play, defend him on the deep play. But don't sit here and and coddle him and piss on me and telling me it's raining when we know Anthony Brown ain't that damn good. Like, just don't don't do that to me. You're right, and by, and bottom line is we we sit up there and they they did they did they part, but I'm telling you that, that locker room is something different. They probably in there cussing and throwing tables and everything because you we we know we had them, we know we had Tampa. Ain't nobody afraid of Tampa. Like I told you the other day when I called, ain't nobody afraid of them. We we had them yeah. and they know it. Let me tell you something. We the the NFL is on notice. They know what's getting ready to happen, and we ain't even we and we missing five six seven players. We ain't even gonna be what we gonna be. Yeah. I, I, it's about to finish. September to remember, but when December hits, we gonna be legit. Hey, Frey, you know how I'm I feel. Freight train, man. I'm out, man. Peace. I appreciate the freight train. Freight train always come in with the bars, brother. With the bars, with the bars. Yeah. So real, before I get to you, lunatic, I, I just I appreciate Dan because Dan's Dan Quinn. I'm talking about his interviews are very refreshing. They're very insightful. I usually don't have a problem with anything he says. But because he's a players coach, because he like he protects his players, and the players love him. Like they never had an issue with Dan. I I just kind of was like, ah, come on, man. Like, like we watched. I get it. You defended the hell out of him, and you were right. KZ saw Jordan Lewis fall down. KZ jumped to help Jordan Lewis, and and Brown was playing trail technique and he got beat over the top. Cool. I give you that. What about the other nine receptions or eight receptions against him? 
and the other touchdown. Hmm? What about that? And he and it's funny because he kind of called out Jordan Lewis. They asked him, "Well, what do you expect the safety to do in that situation?" He says, "Well, I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know really what to tell you there. That's a tough call." You know, he said, "Well, what I would say is, don't fall, don't trip." But he was like, "That's just a ball game. That's what happens." Oh, I love you, Dan. I love you. I do because I I I think you're all, you're going to be good for this team. But don't piss on me and tell me it's raining. That's all. And thank you, chat, for telling me that he did not play against. So, Anai did not play against Slater. Thank you. All right. Uh, the Lunatic. What's up, the Lunatic? Diaz. Buenos Diaz. What did uh, Mike McCarthy say? High school Harry does not work here. Listen, he's getting to the point where he is getting to be stubborn. Joe Philbin. And him, this is not fantasy football. Well, guess what? Sometimes it's common sense. When you, as the head coach, see a weakness and you can improve it, you do it. I don't care if he doesn't want to play right tackle because he was injured there. He's been injured at right guard also. We've paid him enough money. If it's a long-term solution, then guess what? You renegotiate his contract. You say you are one of the leaders. And as Michael Irvin said about another topic before the offseason, how bad do you want to win a Super Bowl? This is only at most five games pending the appeal that Leo Collins has. If he's going to win it, get out there, get your best five, best five. Re- remaining offensive linemen, and protect your $160 million investment. And the lunatic, it's not like it's, it's one. And again, it's not the full season, but it's not like it's one game. It's five games. It's five exactly. games. And, and I've seen people on, on Twitter Right. Again, I, I say this all the time. I I don't know how a lot of people can everything can just happen. Some bad things can happen to the team. And they're like, cool, we're fine. It's all right. We're going to win. We're 17 to no. Like, I love that energy. I wish I could have that. But I'm just too damn realistic to be like, oh, everything is good to go. Listen, I think the offense, the offense is going to work because of Dak. But for that guy, Terrence Steele, he's going to have trouble over these next five games. And. A lot of people are citing the Steelers game because because T.J. Watt didn't go off. What you don't realize is Terrence still had an awful game against the Steelers, too. And the week before that, he had an awful game against the Eagles. He gave up three sacks. I hope Terrence still plays better. I truly do. But guess who's on, on the docket coming up? The Lunatic. Those feisty Bosa. Eagles defensive and line. Very- Bosa's up on the docket, right? Daniel Hunter is coming up on the do- Like, these are pass rushers that can wreck your game if your tackle doesn't get it together. So that's all I'm saying. Be real. Don't ignore what's coming at this guy. And again, defensive coordinators, thank you very much, Jerry, for letting me know on Tuesday how I need a game plan if it's going to be Terrence Steele. Thank you very much for that. But again, defensive coordinator, you don't think they can game plan to do something to get a one-on-one with Bosa against T. Steele? As As you said, he may not do bad, but I can I can go ahead and envision a play where it's going to be a strip sack. Thank you very much, Steele, with Bosa. And you have your right future Hall of Famer right there next to you. I, I just don't see it. And this is the same coach that said up, that fourth down last year was a solid call. And also who said, oh, Legatron, he's just a back issue. Now we find out it was also a quad. 
maybe that's another reason why he shanked that 35-yarder? Yeah, they're, they're, they hide injuries so much on this team. But, I mean, I'll give a slight hat tip to Greg DeLeg. He did respond well, but those three misses, granted the 60-yarder should never even be kicking it, especially if he got a quad injury. What the hell are we doing here? Um, but those those three misses were huge. Exactly, Sky. Now, I hope it's just, you know, BS. Maybe they're doing this, you know, as a smoke screen for the, uh, for the Chargers game, but this is typical of this organization, politics over better players. This is a game that's going to – it might be a shootout, might be a close game where one play will determine the outcome. I don't want to be – I don't want that one play to be determined by Terrence Steele. I'd rather it be determined by our franchise quarterback, Dak Prescott. Appreciate the time, Sky. Cowboys Nation, have a great one. Salute Saludos. to you, brother. Salute to you. Appreciate you, Lunatic. Yeah, and, and I'm not trying to be all Debbie Downer on my third cousin, Terrence Steele, but I'm just being realistic. I, he's not that damn – he's not good. Like, right now, he's not good. So, how do you combat that? You chip with the tight end. You chip with the receiver. You 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 put your running back on the other side. There was a play, and I bring this up with 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 Garrett, right? Miles Garrett last year. It's so funny. They came out in that pony formation. I like to call it the pony formation. You can call it whatever you want to call it. With two running backs, Zeke and Tony Pollard, they literally motioned Tony Pollard away from Garrett, leaving Tyrone or uh, leaving Steele on an island against Miles Garrett. And what happens? Game changing trips, strip sack. And boom, here we go. The floodgates open. You hope they don't do that moving forward. Go watch some of the games after. It it still happened. And there's going to be times where, unfortunately, he's going to be (laughs) one-on-one. I'm really trying not to beat Debbie Downer on this dude, but just help him out. That's all. Help out Terrence Steele, and you should be okay. If you don't help out Terrence Steele, then yes, you have, there is potential that Bosa can wreck your entire offense. There is potential. But with number four back there, Ezekiel Elliott and Zach Martin, I think they can do enough to help him out to where the offense is still going to be fine. I don't, I don't worry about Dak too much. I just worry about Steele individually. That makes sense. Shout out to Steve Jones with the donation. Super check. He says freight train play 12 personnel Schultz and Steele will be joining at the hip all game to protect their hundred million dollar investment. Oh, oh God, I would hate to go out in 12 all, all game. I would, I would absolutely hate that. Cause then you're taking out what you do best in my opinion. And that's three wide. That is, that is the Cowboys best personnel set is 11. Now you do have to combat it. Right, you do have to come out in twelve sometimes. Just, just die. I'm not trying to see that all game, especially if Blake Jarwin's over there. No, 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 no. So you do have to scheme it up. Even in eleven, you can scheme it up. You just put your tight end over there, chip him, and then he releases. Right, your your running back. If he's not going to break out, he chip, he chips both, then he releases. Just scheme it up. Uh, two one zero. What it is? What it do? Hey, what's up, guy? Me, Jacob. What's going on, Jacob? Hey, man, quick question for you. First of all, I hope you're feeling better from yesterday. Mm-hmm. Uh, quick question. So, we know Dan Quinn said about, you know, Jordan Lewis falling down and KZ helping, Yeah. you know, and the, on the Anthony Brown play. Okay, so you played safety, correct? Yep. 
Okay, so as a safety, aren't you supposed to not give up over the top? So, I mean, yeah. you're going to have to play a defense, aren't you? That, that, that is true. So, so that is true. Right, so, you're supposed to be the last so line if, of defense. If just, yeah. yeah, and if you, and that's a veteran in Casey. So, I mean, I, to me, if I was me, I would just – I would still help over the top on Anthony Brown so I don't give up the touchdown. So, that way, if Brady does throw it down short, you could come up and just make the tackle yeah, instead but I, of giving up the six. What I think happened was just kind of instincts took over, right? Like – like, we can sit back and we're like, yeah, you should have stayed over the top, obviously, right? Because that's where the touchdown went. But if you're back there and you see Jordan Lewis fall and the dude is wide open, I think the instincts just say, oh, my God, I got to get up there, right? And I think that 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 quick instinctual uh, decision to come up doomed him. But So I'm not going to get on Casey too much on that one because instincts just kind of said, oh, shoot, my guy fell down. I got to help him, right? Like, I, I got to help but, but, him. But, but even at that, like, as a veteran – don't you think, like, yeah, instinct took over, but you know the play is to help over the top on Anthony Brown. The, the, you know right. what I mean? So, I, and, and I think he was doing that until he saw an error happen, right? Like, if, if Jordan Lewis doesn't fall down, I think KZ stays over the top. But it is fair. That's fair criticism. And, and honestly, he could have said that instead of saying, oh, I don't know, right? He could have said, well, the play is for KZ to stay over top no matter what. But maybe there is no matter. Maybe it's a... Hey, if yeah, you he's see this guy, cover up Anthony Brown. Brown's not good at all. <laughs> well, he was trying to cover up for Jordan, not Anthony Brown. Well, for both. Oh, oh, talking oh, oh you're Dan talking Quinn. about Dan Quinn. Yeah, he's trying right. to cover up for Anthony Brown on why he got beat on that on that coverage. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm saying. I don't know. I mean, that's yeah. just my point of view. No, no, no. It's a good. It's a good observation. Safety is supposed to be the last line of defense. You know, it's. But but the reason why I'm kind of like not getting on KZ too much, KZ played a great game. Oh yeah, he caught that fumble that could have been another touchdown. <laughs> had a couple, he had a couple good plays. Yeah. Uh, that's really all I got. I was just wondering, like, you know, that's pretty odd for him to say that, but I'll let you go, man. Appreciate the call, man. Great observation. We got eight six four, eight six four. What it is? What it do? Welcome to the show. Hello, can you hear me? Yes, sir. What's going on, man? Uh, first and foremost, this is my first time calling. Um, I was in the chat like not too long ago. I know you said you was a Penn State fan. I played baseball there, so shout out to oh, the Penn salute. State family, dog. Salute to you, Nick. But uh, yeah, man. But um, going um, just looking at the defense, man. Um, I was watching the tape on the Chargers game, and just looking at how they were attacking the uh, the Washington defense. I was just seeing like they often gave uh, they often gave him a, a flat pass. And if they didn't cover that flat pass, for the most part, he had an easy had an easy check down uh, for most of the game, and they were moving the ball pretty smooth if his first read wasn't taken away. So mm-hmm. I was looking at like when they played like press coverage, man press. That's look that's when it looked like they had like the most issues of the Chargers offense. But like when they played off coverage, it looked like you know they were moving along pretty well. Can I get your thoughts on that? Oh, man, you, this is a great segue because right after this call, we're going to get into the the notes that I have for the Chargers offense. And I'll, I'll cheat a little bit. I'll cheat a little bit ahead here for Justin Herbert. One of the things I say here in my notes is that you want to get Herbert pressing because he's deadly accurate in a quick, clean pocket. What I mean by quick, clean pocket, I mean, if this first read is there, he's getting the ball there. That could be the dump off. Right, that could be the right. tight end. That could be to any of the receivers. He's going to get it there. And I said here, this is it's so funny you say this. You're seeing the same thing I'm seeing. I said you want him to go through his progressions 
unless you can jump the route like William Jackson did. Like you don't want right. you don't he's still a young quarterback. You really don't want him to see his first read and get it to his first read because the dude has the arm to do it. Right? Like like yeah. I'm gonna get into to all the all the, the goodies with this their offense, but you're you're spot on. You're you're dead on accurate in your observation of the Chargers offense. Yeah, one last thing. I was thinking personally, I think that Mike is gonna be a bigger uh, gonna have a bigger impact this year. I mean not this year, uh this game. Just because, I mean, Brady, like, he got the ball out so quick. But kind of going back to what we were saying, like, if you don't take away Herbert's first read, I mean, he's going to do the same thing. But at the same time, that's why it's, I kind of want to turn right out there a little bit. Like, it's it diff- is different. It, like, no, it's, it's 100% different because yeah. he's, not, he's not as, as uh, polished. He's not cerebral. Like, like but, Brady uh, beats you with his mind before the, right. before the snap even happens. Right, 100%, 100%. But that's also, I mean, why I want Kennedy and, and Nishan out there because I feel like, you know, if we're playing press man, I mean, like, Trey is – Trey Diggs, he, he's good with that, but we're playing press man. Deshaun can get his hands on the ball, even if he gets beat, right? And I know we talk about the embracing routes where he has trouble with that. Candy's just a dog, right? So we need that out there. And I just feel like if we play press with A.B., you already know what's going to happen. If we I, play press with Jordan, and you already know what's going to happen. It don't matter right? I mean, what so, they play. Press or off with those two dudes. <laughs> That's a fact. That's a fact, man. Hey, but that's all I had, man. Uh, appreciate you taking my call, man. All right, no problem. Thanks for calling in, man. Great observation. Great yes, observation. Yeah, let's let's go ahead and, and move forward to the Chargers notes. I, I'll get here in the chat uh, before we do that. Uh, Loopy says, Brown needs to be replaced, period. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Steven Weiss says, Vach has a still breakdown of last year. Thanks, Vach. Is Vach in the chat? If he is, salute to your brother. Yeah, uh, I mean... Guys, go watch all the. I mean, I broke him down. Everybody's broke still down. It, it, he is what he is, man. If you want me to give you my observations and what I was going to do this tomorrow, my main issues with Terrence Steele is power and hand placement. I'm hoping Big Duke helped him out with at least the hand placement because that's half the damn battle. He gets whooped in a hand fight. Because if, 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 if Terrence still lets anybody, especially somebody like Joey Bosa, get into his chest, it's over. It is absolutely over. And, and, and Joey has this, he's got this Euro step now. He's, he's got these moves now. He's, he's, just, he's just elite. So they're going to have to help him out. He cannot be on an island over there with Joey Bosa because he's not ready for that yet. I hope like hell he proves me wrong, right? Like I hope like hell he goes out there and plays phenomenal. But I'm being real from what I've seen. And I'm talking about preseason. Not even just last year. In the preseason, dude was struggling against whoever the hell the Jaguars defensive ends were. Let's be real. All right. Are y'all ready to go towards the Chargers offense against the Cowboys defense? Let's talk about that because there's a matchup within that that I think is very important that has a chance to turn this game around. And it does involve this guy here and we'll get there but first off let me get you know what let me take 214 and then we'll get to the notes i'm gonna take 214 real quick 214 what it is what it do 214 214 going once no i'm here i'm here i'm here okay all right what's What's up what's going on hey man i i just First of all, I just want to say, man, you do a great job. Thank you, sir. Love the content. Love what Law is doing. 
love what Boss Cowboy is doing, love what my MCL family is doing. I mean, I'm in on this YouTube life, I'm telling you, man. But okay, strong, let's get to the, to the nuts and the bolts of why we're here. Is there a way that maybe up Cowboy fans can possibly storm the star and get rid of Jerry Jones, man? I mean, come on. God, we got the worst GM in the league. From Terrence Steele to Connor Williams, still at guard when we should have Connor McGovern in there, to Anthony Brown being, I would even say, a suitable secondary, second round, I mean, second, second string yeah. cornerback. He's not even suitable for – we do not have NFL players on our team. And we can't play against NFL teams without NFL players. And we just don't have the talent. And that's been going on for – I've been here – I'm in Dallas, been here for 40 years, ever since the 90s, ever since Jerry Jones left. I mean, ever since Jimmy Johnson left. We have not been able to get the right talent in and the, the right talent evaluators in. Terrence Steele, Chaz Green, it's just on and on and on. Greg the leg ain't been good for two years, but because he got a friendship with the coach, he's still out there missing kicks for us. It's like we always playing with our arms tied behind our back. Hard to argue. And it's so frustrating, bro. It is so frustrating. Because they don't care. It's just a good old boy system, and all they want to do is pat each other on the back. But we ain't been to a Super Bowl in 25 years. I, I, I guess, it's hard. I mean, it's them, hard. I get it. They got the most. They five billion. They a five billion dollar industry. I get it. That's what's so most important to them. But everybody else actually care about the games and actually want to see them win and want to see the city successful. And so I'm just a regular Dallas resident that's just so fed up with Jerry. That's all. Hey man, let's get get it off your chest, brother. Get it off your chest. I I can't sit here and disagree too much with anything that you said. Uh, it still does seem like there's some good old boy system still going on. I thought we were getting a little bit rid of that, uh, but you know I, I agree with you. You got a guy like McGovern sitting on the bench who who may be not. Everyone's saying you're sixth best. He, he may be he may be better than one of your starters. Uh, we talk about Anthony Brown every week. He's better than Connor Williams. Yeah. We know this for the last two years. We've seen we've been crying for McGovern to get in there. For the last two years, we finally get him in here. You saw what he did against the best team in the league, and you still don't even. I mean, I know you don't want to lose Williams, but Williams is better as a tackle. Everybody can see that he's too light in the breeches to be a guard. He's light the butt. He's light the butt. Ah, uh, man, it's. Listen, brother, I hear you. I, I'm not even mad no, at you your frustration right here. I'm not mad you, at your frustration, you. man, at all. And my last point, my last point, because our D tackles are too light in the breeches too. We don't have no big – I mean, I, I'm hoping that our guys develop, but they're – like, Osa is a rookie. You know he's not strong enough to go up against guys. But, 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 let me give you some there. Let me give you some encouragement. The DTs yes. were not bad. Even, even though if you look at PFF grades, Carlos Watkins is, like, graded as the worst defensive tackle. The DTs in, in that in that Bucks game actually did their job. Right. They, they did their job. They didn't right. – the one thing they didn't do, and I'm speaking of against the run, the one thing they didn't do in that Bucks game was create mm-hmm. pressure up the middle. Um, I would Thank love you. to see more of that, and, and again, we're going to get into that here when I get into the Chargers um, offense. They didn't do, they didn't get pressure, but other than that, I think what the defense is doing a good job of the front seven is playing team defense. Um, they're they're doing their jobs to open up lanes for these linebackers and and, and big nickels slash safeties. So I don't have a problem yet with the defense tackles. In fact, I'm encouraged, and we're going to talk about how why I'm not too worried about the run game uh, going up against the Chargers. Okay, I know that sounds good. But we do have that leaky faucet at the cornerback position that's going to continue to be a that, shortage. Now that's the, yeah. And, yeah. and 
that's going to just open up our run game regardless. Once the pass game is open, the pass game can open up the run. So you can have detail. And you're right, the detail did do well. I was surprised too. But when you got a leaky faucet on the side, them safeties got to sit back. You know, if them safeties back, then you know we they going to run the ball on them. Mm-hmm. So, we'll see. You know, that that we'll see. faucet over there is killing them. Yeah, so. that that's going to be the weakness, and and honestly, that's where the coaches are going to have to do something. They have to do something, either scheme it up or switch out the players. Something has to, something has to happen. Which why is Marcus Kennedy? Why he can't get a chance? Why Kennedy can't get a chance? <sighs> I, really, I honestly, I, I don't even know. And this isn't even Anthony Brown's like sponsor. You know what I'm saying? Like the game, Quinn's not his right. coach. It's like it's not his right. guy. He didn't draft him or anything like that. I don't know. I truly, truly don't. It's mystifying. I mean, I know he got his contract, but I mean, and I, and I say Jay Lou is good, but Anthony Brown is they they're going to exploit him, man. We can't yeah. keep a safety over there the whole time, you know. We got we got Diaz, and he's going to take care of Mike Williams, but who well, going to take care of Keenan? They have a they have a shot to be better this week if if and then we'll and I'll get to it. I'll get to it, brother. I'll get to it. We're going to talk about it. Okay. I appreciate right. the call, though, man. Thanks to you, man. Have a great day, man. You too, brother. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's frustrating. I'm mad at y'all. But, all right, let's get into these notes, man. Um, one of the first things that I wanted to go and see is how often did the, did the Chargers line up in 11, which 11 is three wide receivers, one running back. It's the majority of their offense. They lined up about 65% of the time in week one. And the reason why I wanted to do that is because when we went and looked at the linebacker snap counts, it was significantly more snaps for Neil and Parsons than it was for LVE and Jalen, which again, those guys are going to play a lot more base more in your rundowns or what have you. And, and we even said this on Friday, that's not always going to happen. I said it with the one caller. There's going to be games where he gets, I think it was, I forget who, Oh, I forget who it was, but I told him, I said, there's going to be games where these guys play 20, 25, 35 snaps. Maybe I, I might even be overreaching there, but there's going to be games where they play more. And Quinn said the same thing. The problem is, it's not going to be a lot of these games where teams come out in 12 and heavy 60% of the time. This is more often what you're going to get. So I don't expect to see Jalen and LVE unless unless they believe LVE can get more snaps than, than Neil in, in these nickel situations. But I don't expect to see Jalen and LVE get 60-70% of the snaps in this game. I think you may see another 50-16 type of variation. I just do because they come out in that 11 personnel. Mel said Jalen don't need to play on rundowns. You know, I, I don't want to go into the Jalen thing, but I, here's what I do. And this, if I get proven wrong, I will admit I'm wrong. I said, you know what? That whole Jalen fiasco on Monday, let me go back and just make sure I ain't missed something. You know what I missed? He was actually worse than I thought. And I don't want to start this whole Jalen Smith thing, but dog, he ain't 2018 Jalen, dog. He's just not. He doesn't see it and go no more. He hasn't seen his hell. He catches more blocks than anybody on this entire team. It's just like, he, it's just not there anymore, man. Like, mentally, he needs a change of scenery. He just needs a change of, change of scenery. Um. Anyway, so they come out in 11 personnel, guys, and, and we're going to have to combat that with our 11 personnel. And we'll get to why I started off with that. So as I'm watching the game, here's their best drive of the entire afternoon it was their first drive and it was their final drive but that first drive which they call the first 15 they were sharp i didn't even know we had a call in there i'm sorry 
they were sharp. They were very sharp. I mean, from, from the passing game to the running game, they they pretty much did what the hell they wanted to do. Austin Eckler, their backup, I think is a rookie running back, just was driving down the field. Um, uh, Herbert was bing, 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 bing. So one thing these guys are going to come out and do, they're going to come out and be ready, which is why like, the Cowboys' defense needs to come out and, and not be on their heels. Force the issue. Because, if, like I said, if Herbert drops back there, one, two, three, and gets it off, Nine times out of ten, he's completing that route. Do we have a issue in the chat? My apologies if we do. Uh, moderator, do your thing. All right. There was a play design on that first drive where they had Keenan Allen hidden in that backfield. He snuck out and did kind of a uh, option route. He could have went out, could have went in. I, I felt like he was going to go in, and he did. And he, he caught a big first down to get them first and goal. And I think like the next play, boom, touchdown off of uh, a rushing touchdown off of Slater's side of the ball. Sorry about the spam in there. Uh, probably need to get, I, I don't got enough moderators in here. I apologize, guys. I apologize. I mean, if there's a Chargers fan in here, salute to the Chargers fan. I mean, you could be in here. Just don't, don't derail the chat. Now on the run, in the run game, game aspect, most of their success came behind Slater and their right guard, who played pretty good too. They averaged 5.5 yards wide left of Slater and then 4.4 yards right off of Slater. Um, it's where the middle and that, I'm sorry, left side, I shouldn't say right side. It's where the middle and that right side is their weak link. Lindsley, uh, I think it's a Abushi, the cat from Virginia. I remember him coming out the draft looking at him. Uh, and Bulaga, who was uh, is a veteran, pristine veteran, but he wasn't too good against that defensive front. Now, that defensive front is is real. It's better than the Cowboys' defensive front, speaking of Washington, Washington's. But again, I don't know. I don't want to call it this arrogance, but I just feel different about the run defense this year. I said that going into the Bucks game, and they went out there, and they played well. The Bucks forced the issue? No, they didn't. But I felt like even if they did, the defensive front, the front seven held up well and would have held up well. I believe that this week. I truly do. Now, will Eckler and the other cat maybe pop off some runs here and there? They will. And they ran up against a really good front, and, and they didn't particularly have a great day aside from that first possession. I don't think they're going to force the issue. I think this can be a situation like with the Bucks, where the Bucks said, you know what, we'll run to just to just run. That's all the, the Bucks weren't running because of game plan. The Bucks ran to just run. I feel like that's what the Chargers are going to do. I, I don't believe they'll have all this crazy success because I do think Neil, I do think uh Parsons are, are going to have a, a, a say. And I do think, shout out to Professor O, whoever the big nickel is coming down, J. Ron Curse. They, they're all really they've all or were good in my opinion against the run against the Bucks. Ooh, Balaga went out. Is he not coming back? See, that's big too. That's why that right side is going to be the side that you got to kind of beat. Because it's going to be tough. It's going to be tough sledding on, on, on Slater's side if they decide to force the issue. With all that said, let's not, let's not mistaken things here. This offense runs through, okay, it's day to day. This offense runs through Justin Herbert. It, it runs through Justin Herbert. And 
kid is a beast. He's a, he's a, he's just a really good young quarterback. And when I say beast, I don't I don't mean he's unbeatable. Because let me say this real quick. No disrespect to this guy, and it shouldn't be disrespect. I feel better about going up against Justin Herbert than I did Week One of Tom Brady, and this is why. Tom Brady's Tom Brady, right? Like he's seen it all. He knows what's coming. The only way you're really going to affect Tom Brady is by getting him off his spot because he sees everything coming. In my opinion, I said this on Twitter, Tom Brady beat the Dallas Cowboys pre-snap more than he did post, if that makes sense. Obviously, you have to execute, but Tom Brady knew what was coming before it came. Tom knew where he was going before it happened. In fact, Tom would toy around sometimes. Tom would say, all right, listen, I know this dump off is there. I know... Uh, O.J. Howard or, or, or Braid or whomever the Titan was. It was mostly Gronkowski. I know this is there. But let me see real quick if they're going to really single up Evans, if they're really going to single up A.B., if they're really going to single up Godwin. He he look up like this. Nope. Boom. It was no hesitation because he knows what's coming. Whereas with Herbert, Herbert a little arrogant. Herbert got some moxie to him. And rightfully so. The first thing I put on my notes here when I was watching Herbert against against Washington, Washington, dude got a big ass arm. <laughs> he he just has a an enormously strong arm and, and a confidence with him and a moxie to him. Not like a, a trash talking moxie, but a in-game moxie where I'm just gonna make the throw. I don't give a damn. Sometimes it can get him in trouble. Sometimes he tries to fit balls in where it has no business being because he got the arm to get it there. I have here, he throws a lot of contested balls, but his power allows him to get it there. And let's make no mistake about it. He does not care if his guy is covered or not. And I'm mostly talking about Mike Williams. And we'll get there. We'll get there in a second. But I'm mostly talking about Mike Williams. He'll just throw it up. Not even, not not really inaccurately either. <laughs> like, he has this communication with his, his wide receivers that he knows, hey, dog, if I just put it in a position where you can go up and get it, I'll, I'll live with the 50-50. It can get him in trouble, though. And that's and, that, and it can get him in trouble. And it got him in trouble against William Jackson III's pick. He did what I want the Cowboys to make him do. He had to go through his progressions. He had to look around, and he tried to force the issue. There's times, though, where Herbert still, remember, he was a rookie last year, where Herbert would just stare down his number one. And that's where, the, and honestly, that's where the interception came. He he wasn't he wasn't able to get it out right away on William Jackson. Stared him down, stared him down, stared him down, and waited and said, "I've been I've been throwing this dart all game without a mistake." Tried it, and William Jackson jumped it, got an interception. So guys got to be ready if it's going to be zone to jump Herbert. They got to, they have to. Or he's just going to put a dart right on their shoulder. Like I told the caller, you want Herbert to press. And I saw Dan Quinn talk about Justin Herbert. Oh, he's a dual threat quarterback. No, he's he's not. (laughs) Like Herbert's young. He has legs. He can move the pocket. He can, but, but. If he's saying all this to build up a spy type of technique, I'll be disappointed. 
I don't think you need to put a spy on Herbert, but he we he built him up as this uh, dual threat guy, and, and I was kind of like, oh, am I missing something? Y'all tell me, call into the show if I'm missing some. Uh, but I didn't see that. But he can be deadly accurate from a clean pocket. And the final thing I had on here was you have to create chaos around him. That doesn't that doesn't necessarily always mean you're going to get the sack, but you have to create chaos. Like I said, get him off of that. He can't be one, two, three, and boom. He can't sit back in a clean pocket because if he sits back in a clean pocket, brother, it's deadly accurate. Got a donation up in here. Super chat. Shout out to Quincy Sands for the two dollar donation. He said the DTs has to beat the double teams. That's LA's game. All right, before you know what? No, I'm gonna go ahead and get into this part of the secondary. Then we'll get into the phone lines. But I want to get into some of these chats here. Shout out to my mother, my mom Dukes for the twenty dollar donation. Appreciate you. Super chat. <laughs> Thank you, Mom Dukes. Um. Oscar said Justin Herbert can scramble. Justin Herbert's not a running quarterback. Scrambling is a different situation. A running quarterback, like, I felt like Quinn built this guy up, like, oh, he's a dual-threat quarterback. No, he's not. He's young. He has legs. He can move. That's what Justin Herbert is. I, I'm not wor- If they spy this dude, I'll be frustrated, is all I'm saying. Don't, don't waste a, a cover guy for him to spy. Uh, below says facts. I've seen stuff we can exploit in this game. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Lunatic says exactly line up and make Herbert guess where the pressure is coming from. He's not a 20 year vet. That's my, that's why I said I was more worried about Tom than I am. Justin, and that's no disrespect to Justin. No disrespect. I think Justin Herbert's a phenomenal quarterback, but he's still a second year pro. So just make him think a little bit more and maybe that interior pressure can get home. All right, and finally, on the offensive side of the ball, I want to discuss the secondary matchup. I wanted my guy DB on here to talk about this, but he wasn't able to get in. But I wanted to discuss the secondary matchup because this is the matchup that I think can dictate the game ultimately for the Cowboys' defense. And I got to give Twitter a shout-out. Twitter worked yesterday, y'all. I don't normally go on Twitter to, to, to debate, or not even debate, but try to talk too, too, too much because Twitter can get wonky. But we got some good discussion going about who should Trevon Diggs cover. And that's what I'm going to ask you guys. Who should Trevon Diggs cover? Because he was absolutely shut down against Mike Evans. In retrospect, what happened? Other guys went off. Right? Going to run into a similar situation. Maybe not as big names, but definitely big bodies. So... I said, the dilemma that the Cowboys have, because initially I'm like, oh, man, put put Diggs on island and let's just rock, right? Here's a problem, man. Mike Williams is six foot four, 220. And our guy already said that Anthony Brown is still going to start. So here's the, the, the dilemma the Cowboys have. Do you put Diggs on island? Who doesn't need to really rely on contested catches, right? Like, Allen can just route you up. He's so good, he can route you up. And he doesn't need to have a whole bunch of these contested catches. He only had one contested catch against the Washington Washingtons. 12 targets, 9 receptions, 100 yards. On the contrary, Mike Williams, of his 12 targets, 6 of them 
or contested targets, meaning the quarterback don't give a damn. Herbert does not care if he's covered. He's going to throw it up. He's going to throw it up. So the question was, do you put Diggs on the YOLO wide receiver in Mike Williams? Do you put Diggs on their number one wide receiver in Keenan Allen? The theories out there were, oh, we're just let's just double Keenan Allen with the other corners and then put the number one on, on Mike Williams. In theory, I love it. In theory. <laughs> here's, a, here's the situation. Keenan Allen lined up in the slot 37 times against the Washington Washingtons. 37. Diggs only lined up in the slot. 13 snaps against Tampa Bay, and Mike Evans was in the slot 23 times. And remember, he pretty much followed Mike Evans. So I wonder if going into this game, the Chargers say, all right, listen, we could, it doesn't matter who the hell they put Diggs on. If they're not going to slide him in the slot, I'll just match up your slot cornerback <laughs> against Keenan Allen. And then you'll get what most of us kind of want to see is that, that Mike Williams... Uh, uh, a Trevon Diggs matchup. Problem is, you, you really can't double Keenan out the slot. Right? Like you could try to bracket him. Then you get Jalen Guyton against Anthony Brown. Well, Jalen Guyton's not Antonio Brown, but Jalen Guyton's a big play receiver. And he's one of those guys you have to tackle. So there's going to be some chess matching going on, and I can't wait to see it. And I already see the chat here saying, Nation right, Nation right, Nation right. I don't disagree. I, I told you, I'm just ready to just just rip the damn band-aid off. Put these young bucks in here. Uh, and shout out to Fresh Fade. Super chat. He says this game is for Nation to play. It ain't happening. But this is the one where I'm like, hey dog, I don't just cu- don't even worry about the run. Don't worry about nothing. Your six four ass lined up against his six four, and you just contest anything that they throw up. Now, Mike Williams will still have the advantage, but this is one of those games where I'm like, hey, just get thrown in the fire. Just get thrown in the fire. And then I'd put Kennedy on whoever else. But we'll, we'll talk ourselves in circles about Maurice Kennedy getting on this field. Apparently, it's just not happening. So in my opinion, how they, how they employ or deploy Trevon Diggs and how they deploy Keenan Allen and Mike Williams could, in essence be the deciding factor defensively for the Cowboys. Also, don't sleep on Jared Cook. He had three massive first down catches against the Washington Washingtons. And we know that Jared Cook, he's a Cowboys Achilles heel. So let's talk about it. I'll get into the chat and get to the phone lines. This is a matchup. Cowboys secondary against their wide receivers. How are we going to do it? Uh, we'll start off here with Crum in the house. What's up, Crum? Hey, what's going on, Will? Not much, brother. Can't do it for you. I'm, I'm here to talk about how great Jalen Smith was. <laughs> Listen, I'm not. You're trying to. You're, I already know what you're trying to do. <laughs> I'm not here for that. Yeah, because if if, if, oh. you, if you would have went, if you would have went there. Shut up. Say it again. Say something else. Oh. <laughs> Say something else. Say something. Else. I'd have had to hit you with. It. What's up, brother? I got two things. One of them is obviously on the secondary. Uh, I, I don't, you know, I'm not going to live in fantasy land. Of course, we want Canada in the slot, and of course, we want Nation right on the outside because they match up 
Yeah. But I'd love Canada in the slot on, on Keenan Allen. I think I'd still bracket him, but I think he'd be fine. But we know they're not going to do that. So in the reality that we're in, the way I do it is I'm putting Diggs on Williams because I want YOLO to go to Diggs. Diggs a playmaker. Get Throw the YOLO ball up. Even if Williams gets you twice, if Diggs gets you once, you're going to be happy with it. You know, you, you're getting turnover out of it. So that's the way I'd play that. Now, Keenan Allen, I'm, I don't care where he's at. If he's in the slot, you bracket him. If he's outside, you double-team him. You put two on him, whatever ones you want. Jordan Lewis, Anthony Brown, just, just put two on him. And if Guyton beats you, then you live with it. If you go into the game and you say, oh, we got beat by Jalen Guyton, but we were able to stop Williams and Keenan Allen, I, I think you're – you're ecstatic if they have to go to Jalen Guyton to beat you. Then, that, then, that's me personally. Then, see that it's, I feel like this is such easier said than done. Like I, I, I feel like teams know if if Keenan Allen's in a slot. Uh, quotes here, you double him. The problem is Keenan Allen don't give a damn about beating you deep. Keenan Allen's going to route you up for big first downs for for middle of the fields, right? For like that's I just feel like it's easier said than done. So I feel like there's no matter what you do in this matchup. You're going to have to live with something. You're going to have to live with either Keenan routing you up or Mike Williams getting at you with big plays, uh, big catches. Like it's, it's going to be one of those things, man. It, it just is. And here's the uh, here's the other thing about that. This is something I believe, and we love our guy and everything. Diggs is not going on Keenan Allen one on one and Mike Evans in him. He, he's not going to put him one target through. I don't care. Keenan Allen is not. Keenan Allen's a different type of receiver than Mike Evans. Mike Evans is a big guy. Diggs can go up against those types and shut them down. Keenan Allen's another level. He's, he's the one guy that Amari Cooper looks up at as a route runner. He, so, he's that level of route runner. I don't want any of my guys going one-on-one, not even Diggs, not on Keenan Allen. I would disagree. Like, like I would be okay with – you know why? I've seen Diggs go up against these guys. I've seen Diggs battle DeAndre Hopkins, the best wide receiver in the league. Like, I, I've, I've seen that happen. Like, if, if it's one guy I'm not scared to put one-on-one on Keenan Allen, it is Trevon Diggs. Like, like if anything, he's going to catch it and, and, and tackle him. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't think he's going to just beat Diggs, just embarrass Diggs in my opinion. Granted, I would give no, all respects to, to, to Keenan Allen, but – if I had to go into this game or, or or possession and said, you know what, Keenan's been routing up all these other guys, I'm going to put digs on him for this possession, i do that and i do it with confidence. So, yes, Mike Evans is different than Keenan, but let's not forget we've seen Diggs go up against good route runners as well and hold his own. Um, so so I don't I don't I don't fear that. I I um I want to be clear. I don't I don't think he's he's going to go, you know, nine catches, 100 yards. He's not going to get at Anthony Brown. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying don't right. Don't expect him to not get like six receptions, eighty yards. You know, you know he's going to have an all right game if he's matched up one on one with our second year guy. And I love Diggs; he's a beast. Look what he did. But you know, just I'd rather put him on Williams and say, "Hey, we're going to take you out of the game," and then worry about you know double up on Allen and, and let him beat a double team constantly. Kind of Bill Belichick him. Yeah, I, I, that's what everybody was saying on there, and I had to combat this. It sounds good in theory, using the Bill Belichick situation, but Bill Belichick is one of the best defensive coordinators of all time, and he's got better number two cornerbacks than the Cowboys have ever had. So all that sounds good in theory, but again, I go back to you're going to have to live with something. And and shout out to B-Bird, because this is where I I say the game is going to have to be won once again. 
in the trenches. You're just going to have to get to, to Justin Herbert, get him off his spot, get him off his first read, because if he sees one-on-one anywhere, he's going to throw it up and give his guys a chance. And, and these guys are good, man. These guys are good. It's going to be tough. It's going to be a tough matchup. I got one other thing, and it's in the trenches, actually, so good transition. You know I don't like to keep your phone lines hung up, but the way I would play it is I'm playing Tank and Urban on the one side, especially with Balaga with the back. He's day-to-day. He may, he may even play, but I love Demarcus Lawrence versus somebody with a bad back. And then I'm shifting the other side towards Slater and overplaying on that side. So if you want to run at Brent Urban and Tank, you go right ahead with your with your guys that are kind of uh, not you know full strength. Uh, they, if you try won't. to run the Slater side, we're overplaying. Yeah, they won't run to the right. That's one of the things I know. Or at least Washington, they didn't. They had no success running up the middle. No success running to the right. In fact, they they didn't run that way a lot in general. A lot of their successful plays and runs went left, and, and which right you, obviously you would when you have uh, Slater over there beasting. So you know they're gonna they're either going to run left uh, off of Slater, or they're just gonna say we're gonna beat you to the air. Last thing, Anai's gonna get a sack on Slater. I just have a weird feeling about that. Anai's just one of those guys. He has no measurements, no like the athletics aren't there. He just played. I think Anai's gonna get a sack. That's my prediction. And I'll let you go, Will. The the lines are gonna be open up for you. All right, appreciate you, man. Bye, Will. Yeah, man. It's a, it's a, it's real. It's going to be an interesting. Oh, oh yeah, one on there. Oh no, I get to you two oh nine. It's going to be an interesting chess match to how they do this, because again, it may be taken out of the Cowboys' hands. Keenan Allen played more snaps in the slot than he did out wide, and I didn't know that when I came up with this question. I didn't know that when I was actually talking on Twitter yesterday about it. I'm just thinking, you know, boundary, because Diggs isn't going to be a boundary guy. They slide Keenan Allen in that slot. You're talking about Keenan Allen and Jordan Lewis now. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So it ain't, they'll just he'll just eat you to death with that. So they're going to have to get Herbert off of Keenan Allen. If they can get Herbert off of Keenan Allen with with I don't know maybe some blitzes, maybe some 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 timely double teams, then I'll take a du- go ahead try to throw it up against Trevor. I'll live with it. I'll live with it, even though I think Mike Williams is going to have an advantage over anybody with the jump ball, but he's the one guy. Trevin Diggs, of course, Nation Wright, 6'4", he can match the size, but Trevin Diggs already went through these battles, right? He's the one guy, whether it be Keenan, whether it be Jalen, whether I don't give a damn who it is, I got the utmost confidence in going out there and, and battling. Utmost confidence. 209, what it is, what it do? Not much, brother. What's up? coaching staff I wanted to see like do you have confidence in this coaching staff like that we have the right coaching staff that could lead us to the promised land if we need to like I understand like the players have to play but I feel like with this coaching staff like a lot of the decisions that's like common sense to us they struggle with like before that game last week I promise you before the game even start my brother's a Cowboy fan we're talking I said you ready for the Brady versus Anthony Brown show 
And that's exactly what happened. Brady tried to be cute at first, but then once he figured out, like, all right, let me just attack this guy, and he started doing it. And then at the end of the game, before that last drive, I had confidence in Dak. I was like, we're going to either score a touchdown or we're going to get a field goal. But are we going to leave Tom Brady time? Like, I just don't understand how we've been beaten in the past before to these great quarterbacks. Why would you guys leave him that much time? So my question is, do we really have the right coaching staff in place? Like, besides all the hoopla of the players, I feel like we got the players. We got Dak. I feel like we really got a good team. But when it comes down to nut crunching time, do we feel like we got the right coaching staff in place that can make the right game time managing decisions? They put a kicker out there who's obviously been struggled all training camp, his back. Then you have him kick a 60-yarder, leave four points on the – I'm just really worried about this coaching staff. Besides Anthony Brown, Jalen Smith, all the players that we have problems with, do we really think we got the right coaching staff in place that can really take us there? I just kind of still worry about that. And it could be my PSD from having no. Garrett, but I'm just, like, worried, man. I'm worried. I'm not going to lie to you. Like, no, I it's... feel like we got the quarterback that can definitely take us there. Like, I've seen so much out of Dak, and I love that dude. I feel like as long as he's healthy, I don't care who get hurt. That's I the... mean, I do care, but – as long as we got the quarterback, yep. I feel pretty good. Yep. But I keep flashing back to like an NFC championship game we lost to Aaron. I mean, not NFC championship, but a Division. playoff game we lost yeah. to Aaron. You know what I mean? So I'm just like, do you feel in your heart still um, that we got the right coaching staff in place that can really, truly take us there besides all the hoopla? When it comes down to it, do we got the coaching staff that can make all the right decisions and do what we need to do? I mean, at this, at this very moment, I would be lying if I said yes. I, I would be I would be lying. There's just a lot of decisions you talked about, the A B stuff, the tackle stuff. And honestly, it goes beyond coaching staff for me. Um I do I mean yeah. after one game and two years of being an OC, I, I'm feeling good about Kellen. And and I don't I yeah. told you I don't blame Kellen more in the red zone. I blame execution. I thought there was two exactly. times in the red zone where it wasn't Kellen Moore in week one. That was execution. Mm-hmm. So t- I come out. Come on, week, Jarwin. I, make the block. Make Jarwin, the block. And then Dak the has to make the throw. And he said it. I wish I would have took that throw back exactly. and, and got it to, to exactly. Zeke. Those are two touchdowns right there. And we're not talking about this. But um, th- so I feel good about Kellen. Dan Quinn, I, you know, I, I like Dan Quinn. I feel good about Dan Quinn, but I have to see, all right, how long is it going to take you to pull these leashes off guys that aren't getting it done? I hope it doesn't take you three yeah. weeks into the season and we ended up with a Donovan Wilson, uh, Darian Thompson situation. So, Dan, Dan but will But look, get... Scott, we... Go yeah. ahead. We, we, we dealt with the same thing last year with the coaching staff. With I, Mike McCarthy, they wait too long, man. Well, they well, believe in their players that aren't that good, and I'm just, like, worried about that. Here's the thing with Mike. Like, I don't talk much about Mike McCarthy. I, I just don't because I don't think Mike really knows how to be a walk-around coach. Exactly. I, I, don't, I feel that way I too. don't think exactly. he, he knows how to be – and I say that because that's a famous line that uh, – uh, Jerry Jones uses a walk around coach, walk around coach. Like Mike McCarthy called plays his whole career, his whole life. <laughs> like that's what he does. He called plays. So he says he delegated that to Kellen. I don't know. I don't think anyone really agrees with that. Uh, so can he rally the guys? Can he make the in game decisions, et cetera, et cetera? What I think he does is he delegates to his dudes. Hey, you the DC, Dan Quinn? Do what the hell you want. Kellen Moore, you the OC? Do what you want. There are times though you got to make that call. Um, I agree. At the end of yeah, the game, a, a yeah. lot of us were, were we were like cannot give Tom time. He cannot give Tom time, right? 
Everybody uh, in America knew that, Steel. <laughs> Everybody in America but our own coaching staff and our team. Everybody I mean, knew not to give them the ball stuff for us. I, I mean, it's 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 a it's a it's a catch twenty two though, because you I can't blame time management on the coaches when C D Lamb's running out of bounds. Like what like that's on you. C D, why the yeah, hell are you running yeah. out of bounds, fam? <laughs> this is Tom Brady yeah. over there. Cut the hell inside Man. and run thirty five more seconds off the clock. So, oh yes, exactly. Had he, had he done that, but I mean, even though he should know that, do you feel like we got? And I'm not taking that from CD. I understand he's a second year player. Yeah. But do you feel like our coaches should kind of just make the players? Aware? I'm not no. making no excuses for the players. You guys should know what's going on in the football field. But shouldn't the coaches just kind of reiterate that? Like, hey guys, what we got here? Make sure we get just to kind of, you no, know, no, no, I, I, I coach little league football, so I'm like that. So I'm just like. Just to kind of just reiterate to them, like, hey, guys, make sure we – I know they know, guys. I know they know, coaches. But just sometimes a player needs an extra boost, an extra word, something. Yeah. Like, they, do something. Like, make a difference in the game, coaches. That's all I want. Make no, a difference. You're not lying. They're not lying. And they practice these things. They practice two-minute drills. They practice, hey, there's a minute and 50 seconds left on the clock. You got two timeouts. You're down, whatever, whatever. Like, they practice all these things. It's drilled into these yeah, guys' heads. Exactly. So, you know, that, that part wow. was execution, but – once you got down there, they did run the ball. They got like three yards in a cloud of dust, but they they, they did run the ball. But we, <laughs> we got to remember, holding, right, pushes yeah. them back. I'm not even going to get on the refs. The refs is a whole other story. I don't yeah. even want to get on the refs. I'm not going to blame the refs, but that's a whole other story. I appreciate you, Scott. I'm, go, I'm not going to hold you up, brother. I just wanted to see how you felt about that. But yeah. I feel good this week. I know we have a lot of questions going in, but I really feel like that going to lead us there, man. I feel like we're going to be all right. I am with you, man. As long as you got number four. I said this but going into week one. I don't give a damn. If you got number four, you got a chance. I don't give a damn. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I don't give a damn. Thank you, brother. You have a yeah. good one. You too, man. You too. Uh, right, hop back into the chat real quick. Uh, Samuel says, let's take care of the A and B gaps and stay in position. I'll get to you real quick, Rick. Uh, and do not give up the ball with a minute and a half to play. Yeah. Um, Herbert was clutch. Herbert was clutch in that in that in that possession with a better defense he was going up against. He was real clutch. Uh however, again, it's something different. It's just something different going up against Tom Brady than than Justin Herbert that I feel a little bit better about. And that's no knock on Justin. Justin Herbert's a, a really good young quarterback that's going to be in my opinion once these these older guys kind of phase out, Herbert's going to put himself up there. Like he's good. He's good. Uh, I look like you guys are bickering in there. All right, five eight five. My guy Reek, what's up, man? Yeah, what up, Will? Still, how you doing, sir? I'm good, brother. Just, just getting ready for this matchup. Yeah, me too, man. Uh, my, my thing. I'm gonna start by saying this. Um, I feel like this team has too many sponsors in the building for the wrong players sometimes. Everybody's trying to hold on to their own guys. Uh, just from like uh, from Jerry and Steven to Mike McCarthy and, you know, everybody else. You know, um, only person I don't see holding on to a guy is uh, uh, Kelly Moore. That's the only person. Uh, but my whole, my whole thing is like this, man. Um, I like to see some adjustments. If we go out here – in this game, in the first half, uh, A.B. getting burnt. I would like to see, a, a, you know, and the game is still close by halftime, I would like to see 
uh, an adjustment. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like if he's gonna put him on the bench and bring somebody else in, bring bring a candidate in or bring a, uh, a Nation right in. You know what I mean? And even with the even with the linebacker situation, you know, if if we see a couple of plays that Jalen or LVE getting burnt out there, bring Cox off the bench, man. You know what I mean? Because I, I really believe a lot of like even with that that Tampa game, if we probably would have had Cox or uh, uh, or candidate out there, it'd have been better coverage. For you sure, know what I mean? for all that, sure, candidate. I don't know if a rookie like Cox was going to do anything against those tight ends in the sense of Tom, Tom Brady would have did the same damn thing. Like it's Tom Brady. You know what I mean? And he was putting pinpoint accurate passes on, 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 uh, um, Gronkowski. So I hear you. I'm all for Cox getting in there, but I just don't, I just truly don't believe that he would have made a massive difference in that game. Like just, just that game. Well, I I think, I I just think that Cox is, I think like he's sneaky good. He's one of them people that, that, that you think that you might get throw over in that area, but he has enough athleticism that he might go over there and pick it. You know what I mean? Or at least I know that he's going to be on in the hip pocket of who a running back or a tight worry, end that's I don't worry running about, with him. I don't worry about Cox's athleticism. Uh-oh. Oh. Okay. What's going on here? I don't worry about Cox's athleticism. What I worry about you worry about tackling? No, 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 no. What against in, in, with Tom Brady? It, it's not the athleticism. It's not because Michael Parsons is all world, but in regards to athleticism, but he beat Michael Parsons with his head. You know what I mean? So he would have did the same thing to Jabril Cox in the sense of I'll look this way or I'll motion this way, and then boom, I'll throw it right over your head. That that's 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 where I don't. That's why I don't think a rookie linebacker would have made a massive difference in that game because Tom Brady was already beating these guys pre-snap. Tom Brady knows how to move okay. you one yard over just to get enough, you know, enough on the throw. Tom Brady knows how to, hey, all right, listen, this is the coverage they're in. I know no matter how great Cox is, I know he's going to have to give up this five-yard reception because that's what the design of the defense is. That's what I'm saying is that Tom Brady mentally would have just outdone a rookie in the passing game, and that's what he did. I mean, that's, and that's no knock on him, right? Like, that's no knock. It's just yeah. it's Tom freaking Brady. <laughs> I just like to do coverage. I, mm. I think he's one of our better cover corners. I mean, uh, linebackers out there. I mean, you know, what I mean, even yeah. though he's young, I, I still, I still him think Parsons that future, him, man. him and Parsons the future. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. And we need more speed than anything because I keep seeing our the, the, some of the linebackers just get burnt too. You know what I mean? And like the the effort isn't there all the time. I really believe a lot of these young dudes, man. Really? They they gonna bring the effort. You didn't think you, know what I mean? was, you didn't think there was no effort with with Neil and, and Parsons. Oh, with Neil and Parsons, yeah. I'm talking well, about they, they play I'm most talking of the, more like they play most of the. I'm snaps. talking more like Jalen. Oh, well, you know what I mean? He he trying, but he getting washed. You know what I'm saying? And then at the same time, I don't see a couple of plays LVE get burnt around the corner. You know what I mean? Like, Those, but they didn't, I know that's gonna happen. Don't work yourself up too much. Those guys didn't play a ton, and, and I don't think they will in this game because of of the the personnel settings. Like, I think you're going to see a lot of Neil, a lot of LV. I'm sorry, a lot of Parsons, and a lot of possibly J. Ron Curse or Malik Hooker. J, you know, well, Jerry said Malik is going to suit yeah. up this game. So don't don't okay. get too yeah, don't get too worked up on Jalen and LVE because they're being phased out, especially in coverage. Like, I don't I think see. you see them in coverage too much. I don't think LVE was was bad against the run against the Bucks. Um, I think he was more aggressive than Jalen was. 
I, again, I don't want to keep doing this with Jalen, but he just looks he just looks like I'm out here. I'm just yeah, out here. Yeah, because he looked like he got top heavy in his bottom half. He should have been focusing more on his bottom half. Here's in the, the thing. offseason. He looked hey. bigger. He looked bigger on top, but down low, he looked smaller than that. Week like, one, week one is out, out the books. So hopefully Yeah, I'm, Parsons, I'm not even worried about that no what more. What I'm saying is Michael Parsons hopefully doesn't need to get many breaks. So you, you hope that he's not coming off the field. He's the type of don't take him off the field. Just don't. Why why? There was situations out there where it was L V and Jalen, and I'm like, this ain't preseason no more, coach. Why are you taking him off the field? Now, if he needed a breather, whatever, but I just hope that as we continue to move forward here in the all in the season, Micah is one of those guys that plays the ninety eight percent of the snaps because he's just too good to take off the field. That's that's true. That's true. I'm I, I'm more worried about AB than anybody else on that field. You know what I mean? And I and I'm like, I need Quinn to make the adjustment when it's time. One of these if, they, if he see that, huh? He's gonna have to guard one of these dudes, Keenan Allen and Mike Williams. I'm definitely worried about AB. That's that's what I'm saying, man. If he get torched, man, too early, man, sit this dude down, man. You know what I mean? Because I need somebody that's aggressive, a little bit more physical with these dudes at the point of attack, and it's gonna stick with them. You know what I mean? And and the point was made this week that Anthony Brown gives up too fast. He gets down on himself too fast. Yeah, that was me. He don't just like okay, crying all the time. Yeah, he do, man. And I always seen that. I'm like, why the hell do they got this dude on the field? I said, do he got some pictures or something where he knows something <laughs> about the Joneses that we don't know? Like, and he holding it against him? You know, and, and and that's my thing, man. But enough about A.B., man. Uh, this offense, man, we got to get the, we gotta get this running game going, man. Because I need to see some runs. And at the same time, too, we got still over there with Joey Bosa. Oh my God! I do not want this dude firing off the edge coming uh, I coming need, at Dak. I, I don't. They got to run the ball at him, man. Well, I think and, that's, and again, we'll get to that tomorrow with the defense. They're, they can they can run the ball. Washington has success yeah, on, on the ground. Uh, the Cowboys can have success running the rock. Like Joey Bosa can can wreck the game um, in the pass game if you leave him on an island over there. But fortunately, they'll likely line him up over on Terrence Steele's side. So that means that you'll have you can run off of Tyron Smith, which is your best run-blocking uh, lineman, and you should have some success. Even if they overload it over there, Dak is good enough to, to audible out of it and do some other things. So I think the Cowboys will have success on the ground, and we'll talk about why when we when, tomorrow when we talk about the uh, Cowboys' offense versus their defense. And I, I have one more thing to tell you. Mm-hmm. Uh, I need Ezekiel Elliott to take his hand off the juke stick because he's doing too much damn juking in the hole instead of just running straight through the damn hole. I understand that, you know, he done lost a little weight. You know, he, he'll, he'll, you know, trimmed up and all that. But, bruh, cut all that juking out in the damn hole. Just run. You know what I mean? Because I've I seen too many times in the first game, he, he trying to juke, trying to show that he elusive. Bruh, do that in the open field, bruh. Get get past, get past the line. And, and then go out in the open field and do that, man. Hey Rick, he he, he kind of had to yeah. dog like 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 Vita Vea and Sue and they was they was on the other side of the line, like like it was it was many hoes brother it, it was many hoes but but I hear you last year Zeke did a lot of the dancing but why because it wasn't a lot of hoes <laughs> like I one thing I don't distrust is Zeke's eyes like if a hoes there I think I can dig it. 
I think he'll hit it, Reek. Like, but can look, I, don't, but don't can worry I ask much. you this question, though? Yeah. That pitch, that, that pitch that he gave to Zeke, the old Zeke, the more heavier Zeke, what what he did? What, what Zeke was always good for? So falling four. So that right and that so that pitch. I don't blame Zeke. Like and this is not me trying to take up for Zeke Elliott because at first sight, right, watching the game live, I'm like, damn dog. One Jarwin make the damn block. Two Zeke make the guy yeah. miss right. Yeah. Like, like off top. But when you go back and watch the play, because a lot of people are taking the still shot, and I don't. Oh, I was going to get you four six nine. A lot of a lot of. People are taking this still shot, and I don't really appreciate that because they're doing a disservice to the full play. The still shot of Zeke, everyone is getting is as he's catching the pitch, Jarwin's beat. Okay, Jarwin's already beat. There's a free man now coming to the left of Zeke, and what no one wants to talk about is the other guy running free to take to cut off Zeke if he, in essence, was supposed to cut it off. But the problem is this ain't Madden. He had to catch the rock yeah. and then make a move. By the time he caught the rock, the Jarwin's man was free to, to do what? Turn Zeke inside. And that's exactly the responsibility of that corner of safety is to turn Zeke inside. So Zeke was kind of caught in no man's land. If he did make that man miss, guess what? He would have had to make the other guy miss too because he was hauling ass at Zeke. So that whole still shot that everybody's rolling around saying a $90 million court, you know, running back needs to make this person miss, that was a tough play. Zeke was put in a tough situation. Yeah, I, I didn't want him to miss. I didn't, I didn't want him to juke. I wanted him to try to go in there and run somebody straight over. That's what I wanted. But, but, you know what I mean? But I understand what you're saying, too, because it was wide open. It was well, out of open his field. His momentum was carrying and dudes him dudes were coming at him. His momentum was carrying yeah. him outside. There's, you, like, it's yeah. Not, like it's, Zeke did, was put in a terrible, terrible situation because Jarwin couldn't hold his damn block. The the one and on one. Keller Moore should know that. Keller well, should know he shouldn't put. He yeah. shouldn't have put. Yeah. Jarwin on the outside. Shope should have been on the outside. Yeah. I mean, you know what I mean? Yeah. If it's one thing, if you want to get on Keller about something in the red zone, I guess it's that. But I'm not blaming Keller Moore yeah. at all for that, bro. You get paid to make a damn yeah. block, Blake Jarwin. Like now you know if Blake, if Blake can't make that block, you take him out. But I don't. That was the first take time. They, it's the first time they called that play. You're not in your head thinking, all right, he's not going to make – got to get enough of them. He didn't get any, right? So now moving forward, think, if you think, call that – wait, now moving forward, if you call that play, maybe you bring in Jeremy Sprinkle. Him or that other dude, there's, the, uh, there's only, or – There's only Jeremy Sprinkle right now. Or the other dude cut? There's, I know he's on IR, right? Yeah, they only have three tight ends right now. Okay, yeah, Jeremy, he's not a block. <laughs> All right, Scott, man. I'll holler at you in a minute, man. Thanks, man. Oh, God. Appreciate you. We have 469 on there. Yeah, a lot of people were giving him hell. And and I just don't like that still shot because it just does does Zeke a disservice. And I'm glad he brought that up. Appreciate you, Reek, because I didn't didn't get a chance to talk about it because I I thought everyone kind of was on the same page here. Jarwin misses the block, like, completely. Even if he just gets him for... A second and a half, it'll allow Zeke to turn it up field and get that momentum to run somebody over. Uh, but yeah, he he got um he got killed. Zeke got killed for that play. Uh, yeah, I agree. Aaron B. Sp- uh, Sprinkle should have been out there in that situation. Just just come to the conclusion that Jarwin is not your red zone blocking guy. Goal line. Let's let me change it. Goal line. Jarwin in the passing game in the red zone. Sure, if you're in 
the, the, the 20, the 18, the 15, hell, even the 10. But if you're goal to goal, no. No, we're not doing that. All right, real quick. 469. Who, 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 who it is? Who it is? Who it is? Man. All right, I, just, I, I, I had to make sure before I pulled you in here, I had to make sure we didn't have a troll on the line. I think 469 oh, is no, a, no, yeah, no, no yeah. trolling, no trolling, brother. What's up, bro? But uh, I do agree with you, what you were saying. Uh, a lot of people want to overplay the fact that uh, Ezekiel should have ran him over, but the angle that it was at. Terrible. Uh, you know, it was terrible. It was a terrible angle he had to, to readjust to uh, on that matter, but it's a blown assignment, and that's what people are really missing. Yeah, it, it was. It was. I thought everybody was on the same page until I went back on Twitter and I saw like like prestigious type of journalists saying, "Oh, your ninety million dollar running back can't make somebody miss." I'm like, you try to make him. I don't think many running backs are mi- making this guy miss when he's on you like that. I mean, but nonetheless. But uh, it's, it's it's a beautiful thing, man, that to to see the game plan that they came up with, and I think people are misconstruing that with the fact of. They put in a, together an excellent game plan with uh, their main piece on the line being missing, so they readjusted on the fly, and they, you know, just an excellent decision. And yeah, you pay them ninety million dollars, but that doesn't mean you have to always use them. And it's it's a chess match. You're playing chess, not checkers, and people kind of forget that. Yeah, they, I, I thought the game plan. I don't want to call it flawless, but it was a really damn like after you go back and you watch and you kind of think because because all our emotions are high right a- after the game during the game you look at the numbers and you're like oh my god forty two passes oh my god fifty passes oh my god sixty passes you're like what the hell was going on but then you go back and you see at least fifteen of them were quick short screen screens or tosses or not tosses but uh to the running back that were extended handoffs so I don't necessarily have a problem with how Kellen called the game. Or how I Dak adapted. This. Let's remember, Dak audible out a lot of run plays based on the number game. So I, I, I'm fine with it. Yeah, I mean, I'm fine with that. I'm fine with that as well. I just believe that what this did was give, you know, opponents another side to be able to view Dak from. Because everyone mm, was thinking that, point. you know, he was the element of surprise for this season. You know, thinking he's coming off an injury that he can't do these things. So now they know that they got a game plan for a heavy pass now, and that opens up for the run. So it's beautiful for it to be able to be the mix-up. And it's just the first game of the season, so I'm waiting for them to be able to open up that run. That's what's going to open up. Yeah, let me read a couple quotes from Kellen Moore. Uh, if I can find them, where'd you go, where'd you go? Let me read a couple quotes that I thought was, was, was were good quotes that explains what happened in week one and what could happen moving forward. Uh, just so bear with me. He said, we threw the ball that traveled a foot to Tony uh, that went for eight yards, but it was a pass. Yards are yards, whether they're a run or a pass. I think we get a little bit hung up on the categories they're put into. We want to attack people in a balanced way. Now that may be utilizing our, our different personnel we've talked about, making sure all those guys get touches and spread the, the defenses horizontally so we can attack them. We want to have diversity in our approach, but if it's a lot of runs, a lot of passes, I really don't care. And he also talks about Zeke Elliott. He says, Zeke is a big picture guy. He sees it. He did a phenomenal job in pass protection for us. There were a lot of guys in the box. We're going to have other games where people are going to play too high shell, and it gives us an opportunity to run the football. We talk about that a lot on this channel. Um, And Zeke's going to be ready to rock and roll. Each week, 
is kind of its own week. I don't know how often you watch the show, brother, but one of my mantras is it's a week-to-week league. Like, the game plan may be different from week one to week two. I think it's encouraging to hear your offensive coordinator roll with that same mantra. You know why? Because the previous regime didn't think like that. The previous regime was all about, I don't care who we play, this is what we're going to do, and I thought that was a mistake. I, I believe that, too. You know, they were, they were being pig-headed. You know, you, that's the old mentality. Very you old. can have a heavy run, but you can, you know, have that during a certain week. Certainly. And by them doing that, that's adjusting, and that's a game plan for winning, if you ask me. The only thing I would criticize Kelly Moore for is personnel. You know, you know now that, you know, <laughs> let's let's put in Schultz on a running play. Because now you know. <laughs> he, he doesn't desire to block, or he's just not cut like that. Yeah, there was another one, too, and I, and I am the biggest Jarwin stan, right? Like, I, I, y'all know me. I like Jarwin. Now, this doesn't mean that Schultz is is this amazing blocker, but there was another play in the middle of the field where they asked Jarwin to block, and he just was kind of not good. I'm like, come on, Jarwin. Like, you gotta be you got to be okay if you're going to be out there more often than not. If not, man, then, yeah, you got to throw Schultz out there and just and just roll with him being kind of your possession guy and, and screw the big plays. But it's frustrating because I want I want to see Jarwin succeed, but if you're not ready to rock and roll as a blocker, you may be in trouble in this offense. Very much so. That's why I was so impressed by Zeke. I mean, people are not seeing – if Zeke wasn't in there, he was taking blows from, from these big men coming in, and he was protecting his quarterback – I think that game, it was more valuable to the team for him to do all that blocking than him to get maybe another 25 yards. What would that mean? Mm. Yeah, yeah. He, he would, like like, like uh, Kellen Moore said, man, he did his job in pass protection. And let's remember, for those that want to get on Kellen after week one, Dak audibled out a lot of calls. A lot. And, and rightfully so. That's the part of the offense. If the numbers don't add up, you you go with what's best. You attack the defense weaknesses. You get you take what the defense has given you. And in some cases, Dak got to make a play, and he made a ton of them. So, I'm I'm fine with that. I think we should slam that shut. It was a good. Uh, it was. I think it was a good game plan. Yeah, I, I believe so. If 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 Tom Brady had been doing that same thing, people would have you know praised him for. It, but they criticized you know Dak so much. But he he became a general on the field and. You know, I really respect and I like the growth that he's showing. So, Same. you know, that's that's what I look at. Man, I thank you so much for having me on, brother. I appreciate you calling, man. Great call. Right, thanks. Have a good day, man. All right. About wrap, ready to wrap this thing up. And uh, like I said, the final question of today's show was who should Diggs cover? If you put a gun in my head and said, well, pick something, I agree with a lot of you guys were saying. Oh, man, it's so hard to say that because I think Allen's going to route people up. But unless unless Allen is just absolutely wrecking your game, which he did against Anthony Brown, if you go back in 2017, he was crushing AB. Um, I, I watched, I really did, I watched how Herbert, he targeted him and uh, Allen had the same targets. So he's going to go to Mike Williams. So it's kind of pick your poison. And because Mike Williams is going to be the contested guy, I think I'm with you. I think I'm with you. Put put him on Mike Williams and let's see. How, because Allen's going to be in the slot. He's not going to play a lot. out. I mean, he's going to play outside, but he's going to play a lot on in the slot. So now you got to scheme that up. You got you got to scheme that up. But if, if I can get if I'm getting beat in the slot underneath, 
you hope to live with it. He's not going to yak you to death, but he's going to big catch you to death. He's going to big catch you to death. And nor not AB, not Joy Lewis. None of those guys are particularly good covering out the slot. I mean, they're, I'll say AB's worse on the outside. They're better in nickel, but that doesn't mean they're good enough to shut Allen down. But it's going to be one of those things where contain Allen and hope like hell. Guyton, I know, I know my guy Crumb said if Guyton beats me, I mean, I don't want no, I don't want anyone to beat me. You know, let's not sleep on Guyton. Like he's a he's a big play guy here. And if he gets matched up with AB, as much as Guyton's not a big name, that's almost a mismatch too. <laughs> Like, that's how bad AB is, in my opinion, man. Like, if you got a lick of talent, if you got a lick of talent, you got the advantage every week on AB. So it's gonna be real interesting to see how this happens. And, and I'm gonna be I'm gonna be following it a lot. Uh as that game carries on, where will Diggs be at? Who who is he on? Where is Allen lined up? How often is he targeted? We'll talk about it. Smooth, uh, he said, yep, on Thanksgiving. He's talking about when when uh, Keenan Allen just absolutely destroyed the secondary. Absolutely. Ready Red said, Diggs is the big boy killer. I, I need him to be an everybody killer. With this secondary, you're going to need him. To, 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 it don't matter who's running out there. He's going to have to work with him. He's going to have to work with him. All right, guys, tomorrow we will get at the Chargers defense against this Cowboys offense. And... I don't think the Cowboys are going to have... I don't even think they had a difficult time in, in, in Tampa, in the air at least. But I think the Cowboys can be a lot more efficiently balanced against the Chargers, And uh, as I tease that a little bit. And we'll talk about that. We'll give the numbers and things like that. Um, and I think you'll see that there's obviously hope, even with Terrence Steele on the right side, because you got number four back there. And this isn't number four in 2017. This is number four in 2021. He's one of the best quarterbacks in the league. Point blank, period. Point blank, period. All right, guys. Thank you for joining me today. I am good to go. I told you it was a day-to-day injury. I say injury and and joking. And we are back, fired up, ready to roll for tomorrow morning. uh, Getting at the Chargers O, uh, D versus the Cowboys offense. Um, Thank you all for the super chats. Everyone that subscribed, if you haven't, make sure you do that. Everyone that liked, if you have it, make sure you do that. If you're on Facebook, share this with all your friends. Like this, except for you, you, you bots in there. I don't know what's going on over there. And uh, check out the website, A2ZSports.com slash Dallas. All of our talented writers that we have up there. Uh, appreciate your fresh fade. Says a uh, great show as usual. Um, thank you very much, man. Uh, Dre Dre said, if still doesn't kill us. I, I think I think it'll be all right. I think I, I worry about Steele individually. He gonna get beat. He, he definitely gonna get beat. But I think with four back there, you, you might not might. You'll be fine. Like we've seen him do some numbers. I'll tease it one more time. What the Cowboys need to do, they still yet to do this. They need to get up on the Chargers. They need to get up on the Chargers. All this back and forth, all this playing from behind. Stop doing that. Gotta get up. And we'll get into that. All right, man. Let me press this button. Get on up out of here. A to Z Sports Live. Thank you for joining me. I'm your guy, Will Skywalker Still. Follow me on Twitter at Skywalker Still. Check out Moro, aka Mauricio Rodriguez, tonight on A to Z Sports Prime Time. Love you guys. Thank you for everything.
Hit me up on Twitter. I'll be on there talking. We'll be getting at it. Peace. I want me some glory hope.